Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the fact that there was a state of play yesterday, but we did a whole games cast about that yesterday, so we're not talking about that. Today, we can finally talk about the fact that Tamor Hussein has played PlayStation VR 2, and I have so many questions. We'll have all his impressions and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Janet. That's Tam. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. There, you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get it with the weekly post-show. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Rumbleverse with the creator code kindoffunny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post-show on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady delaney twitting holy crumpets james hastings casey andrew today we're brought to you by shopify and me undies but let's start with a psn message from you that's right ladies and gentlemen maybe you're joining us for the first time on the heels of all this playstation vr 2 news because you're a huge playstation vr nerd like all of us but we start every episode with a message from patreon.com slash kind of funny games. However, cozy bear wrote in with one on theme with play with the PlayStation move controllers soon to be retired for good with the coming of PlayStation VR two. The question must be asked. What is your most fond memory of using the PlayStation move controllers to more? We're starting with you clear your mind. PlayStation move controllers. What do you like about them? What did you play with them? What did you enjoy about them? I'm trying to remember what oh, I God, played with with them and i i can't as little as possible uh, yeah as i don't remember uh, this is yeah this is this is the thing i remember owning a lot of them i can't remember yep. what i used them for at all like not even what about some sports champions you ever get out there sports, sports champions. champions i play sports champions see this is what's going to happen you're going to mention playstation move things and i'll be like i remember playing that yeah that was yeah, good that, that was, was good. a good one that one champ. Um, okay, okay. that one was a good one there was like a bunch of tech demo stuff that i did um, but I just cannot remember what what I, I want to Google PlayStation. Movies. I think probably I mean I think the most common one that a lot of us did was Beat Saber. Like that was sure. the first I, time I, that like I, I had didn't played do Beat Saber. No. You didn't really? do Beat Saber, and no. they let you, you touch though, PlayStation probably, right? VR too. No, insulting, but... insulting. What about Batman Arkham? Did you like Batman Arkham? Yes, I did Batman Arkham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I used. <laughs> I think I use my move way more for the PlayStation VR than for like for sure. the original stuff that it came out for, which was like, please think of us. We're like a Wii 
hundred uh, percent. It was embarrassing. Is, yeah, it was. It was pretty shameful. But, that's but, the thing for uh, me with PlayStation VR. Even though I covered the launch of PlayStation Move for IGN back in the day, and I was there at the GDC when they announced it and did all this stuff, and I remember being entirely underwhelmed by it. And then they put out a game about you riding a, 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 a an office chair down a hill with it. And I was like, oh my god! I remember Clements having to sit there and play that crap. I digress. For me, the Move, yeah, I think of in a positive sense with PlayStation VR because it yeah, was. Yeah such a great fit there and turnkey and is it the best solution of course not i'm way more excited for what we're gonna get with playstation vr2 and inside out tracking and all that jazz but it worked and for me i would say beat saber is a great pull janet but for me it would be iron man vr which like you know i did that that, yeah long ass load times on playstation vr for it for sure i know they're better now obviously with patches and of course using on playstation 5 but it still was the thing of doing that demo and like, all right, cool. This is they, they handed the, the moves like, all right, how does Iron Man shoot? And you put up your hand and like, how does Iron Man fly? And you put your hands down. He's like, all right, you know how to play the game. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a pretty cool demo. You know what I mean? That's a pretty cool way to explain what your game is and how it works. I, I think, yeah, like, like I said, like when you said PlayStation move games, my brain was like thinking back to the PS3 days to be like, what sure. did I play on the PS3 using these controllers? And I, I can't think of anything other than like sports champions. But yeah, definitely with the VR stuff, most of the things were that I, that I played was if I could use the move, I would use it mainly because I was like, God, I need to justify this purchase still all these years later. Of course. Um, of course. That's one of those. But yeah, yeah. I imagine Janet, what do you got? Fun. Yeah, mine, mine really probably would just be Beat Saber because of whenever I could, I would use the controller if that was possible. It was just a little bit more uh, comfortable and familiar. And I think a lot of the stuff I played warranted using a controller just fine. I did do some Iron Man VR stuff because I remember playing like a hands-on demo when they came to the IGN office. Um, and then, of course, the PlayStation Move controllers, you know, I got to shout out uh, the movie Friends with Benefits. That appeared in that movie, and I was like, Fuck yeah. Shots to the PlayStation Move controller, shots to PSVR. Um, but yeah, like I think I tended to gravitate towards stuff that was a little bit more traditional, you know, obviously with one of my favorites being Astrobot, which you don't need to you that's that's a controller based game. So other than yeah, other than Beat Saber, I think that's like my fondest memory. Um just felt so intuitive, so natural. And I know like even Blessing, I think, mentioned well, maybe he didn't mention this, but I feel like it is a little bit more natural to do it with the the move controllers because they're a lot more akin to lightsabers than um, you know the Oculus controllers, which are have that kind of like roundedness oh to them. Like it just yeah, it just fits so well. And I think like the way they light up too is kind of just like a cute addition for that game specifically. So that'd probably be like my biggest move controller moment. I went. And Googled, as one does when they're an investigative journalist like myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm on September 7th, 2010. Everything you need to know about PlayStation Move. This is a blog post from James Gallagher over on the PlayStation blog. And you want to talk about just fucking shit in the bed right out the gate. PlayStation Move games available at launch. Sports Champions, Start the Party, Kung Fu Rider, iPet Move Edition, Tumble. I did iPet. I did iPad and Kung Fu Rider. I remember Kung Fu Rider as well. Games that you so you had your hand on the pulse basically Ooh. for this launch. Kung, Kung Fu Rider was one of those games that you know when you like buy into a technology and you're just desperately trying to convince yourself that it's a good thing. Sure. Like Kung Fu Rider was that where I was like, yeah, this is fun, but like in back of my head there was a voice that was like, is it though? Is it? And it and it really wasn't. It really, <laughs> and it really was. It was. It you know, really you had to convince yourself. You had to sit there. You had to try to be like, "What exactly am I doing here?" Barrett, I'm See, gonna the send opposite you a of here. that is pain. Remember when pain came out and we were like, "This, this surely not." And then you like get obsessed with it, and you're like, "I, I can't stop playing this for some reason." I could stop playing pain, and I did stop playing pain. I appreciate you couldn't stop playing pain. Yeah, I had a I good did. time with pain. Um, I did look God at. Uh, all, I looked at the list of all the 
PlayStation Move games, and some of them have popped up that I remember now. Dreams, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, but yeah. that's like late in the game. Late, 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 yeah. You see, I put up this tweet. Wario sixty four over the weekend. God, I, I'm getting Country like Rider PS3 flashbacks. Six dollars and forty nine cents at Best Buy. Quote tweeted said, "Still too much." I'm <laughs> getting PTSD flashbacks of this game. I don't, I don't want it on my screen. Please take. And it again, off. so it's here. I'm still on. I still want to. I'm still in the time capsule here. All right, 2010. All right. Uh, games that you may already have that will support PlayStation Move at launch: iPad, Tiger Woods, Toy Story Three, Ruse, R U S E, Resident Evil Five Gold Edition. Games that you may already have that will support PlayStation Move soon: Heavy Rain. Hustle Kings, Mag, Pain Velocity Bowling, Pain. High Velocity <sighs> Bowling, not Pain Velocity, High Velocity Bowling. Yikes. You know what I mean? Hard to believe that we bought, we had these things. We're like, these suck, and we put them away forever, and then PlayStation VR came out, put Move on the map, and you couldn't get the controllers anywhere. Yeah. I, I think I wow. did um, the Creed boxing. This, again, this is later in the game, but I did the yeah, Creed yeah, boxing yeah. game with the PS Move controllers as well. Hmm. It's hmm. a solid game. Like, you know, I mean, people, people like that VR one. Yeah. 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 Like, it's actually a really good fitness game. I think it's one of the better fitness games to have existed. Like, obviously, it's second to like Ring Fit Adventure, but it was genuinely like the boxing was fitness? legit. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Mel B's Fitness on PlayStation 3. I, I can't say that I have. Scary Spice, you might know her. She had a, v, a fitness game. What a bizarre pull. Mel B's. It's like, well, that was one of those like first times I was heartbroken by trophies. Where I was like, trophies were in this game. I'm like, these have got to be the easiest trophies in the world. And mm -hmm. I installed, I put it in, and it was like, workout 150 days in a row. I was like, fuck you, Melby. You miss, you misread the, you misread the trophy landscape on how I was going to play this game. All right, I don't need this right now. <laughs> I digress, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for topic of the show. Tam, yesterday there was a PlayStation state of play. Yes. Kind of funny live reacted to it. We crushed it. I made a lot of compelling, amazing points. Mm -hmm. There were some 10 games showed. Again, we could go through them all, ladies took and gentlemen. Took some bold stances. So I pretty, took some yeah. bold stances. I stand stuff. by them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tim wrestled an alligator a lot. Even when everyone started that. booing you, you just stuck it through. <laughs> That's my life. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games with the Gamescast feed. That's where we put that reaction up. Spoilers, we're recording this on Monday, so we don't actually mm -hmm. know what happened there, but it doesn't matter because that content's up for you to go watch. Uh, more importantly, Sam, and for what mm -hmm. the rest of this shorter show will be, you played PlayStation VR 2, you salty sea dog. What I want, I have a million questions, but like uh -huh. top of top of the order, just like how did it feel? What did it feel like? How was it? So it's really interesting. So I'm again like get people getting to see behind the curtains and you know how the sausage is made. I'm in the midst of writing a preview about it currently, and the kind of main crux of my preview is I feel like VR as a whole has kind of lost a bit of its luster. And the reason sure. I say that is because, and this is word for word my preview basically. So you're just getting that. Um, is like still go uh, over everybody. Still go over to gamespot.com, yeah, yeah. click on the thing, leave yeah, a comment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. damn, this is a great point that I didn't hear on PS. <laughs> I love you, XOXO. Yeah, please Available do. Thank now, you. Spotify. I feel like VR went from this like exciting future to a very ordinary present very quickly. If you know mm -hmm. what I mean, mm -hmm. and like yeah. the ubiquity of headsets, it went from oh, this is a th thing that we could do to now everyone has a Rift, an Index, a Quest, a Quest Two, and I think because of that, we kind of just called on it in a major way. Where it just kind of yeah, there you go. Like I've got just a, gathering got a dust question. here on the desk. Yeah, <laughs> and like I can count like. We're, like it, we it's because of that it's become really easy to forget the magic of vr if you know what i mean like it's, sure. it's so ordinary um and 
I think that my main experience in in playing PlayStation VR two was like it was rem- a reminder of how magical VR can be when it's like taken seriously. And I will say, I played, I I went through four experiences. One of those sold that magic way harder than any of the other three did. Really, and that that game was. Surprise, surprise, it's Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> Another win for the Horizon it's, stands. Yeah, and I will say, I'm not the biggest Horizon fan. Like, I like them games, but um, this was, like, genuinely impressive. And it, I describe it in my preview as, like, the best uh, showcase for all the things that PlayStation VR 2 does. And the things that the PlayStation VR 2 does aren't revolutionary. They're iterative, but as I described in my preview, they are small steps that take us closer to realizing the potential of VR in gaming and not necessarily like giant leaps that push the entire technology forward. And I don't think there needs to be giant leaps right now because we still haven't figured out and realized the potential of the one giant leap of we can do VR now, if you know what I mean. Sure, like, for and, sure. and like you're seeing this on the on on the screen and it looks kind of like a horizon game but if you really think about that that's incredibly meaningful it looks like a horizon game does it look like this on your head yes that's the thing it looks like a horizon game not like a horizon game that is not like a horizon gray it doesn't look like horizon vr which is very very different as a prospect and like i think like the best looking vr game or the i would say like you get games that are like designed specifically to look amazing but then you know that when you experience those games there's limited interaction and they're short and they're kind of like they're not fully fleshed out games right sure um the best looking game ass game is half-life alex like it looks it looks like a video game in a lot of ways you can see where but it's also like half-life engine from many many years ago it looks like an old half-life game this looks like a PS5 era Horizon game that you are in the center of and you are playing from a first-person perspective. And I will say, like, I'm sure Digital Foundry will put them side by side and say, like, the VR game, the Call of the Mountain looks noticeably different. But that's the magic of VR. When you're in there, like, you're being tricked on so many different levels, right? You're being tricked to believe that you're in somewhere else, like in another world. You're being tricked to believe that you're using a bow and arrow. Maybe I'm being tricked into believing that this looks like a Horizon game, but everything I'm seeing in front of me is, like, super high-res. None of the kind of, like, telltale signs that this is a VR game are there, like jagged edges or, like, weirdly muddy textures or draw distances that are kind of weird and kind of, like, you know, I can't see cut corners. I see what I see is a horizon game top to bottom. Yes, great. My question then becomes this for you. And I obviously want to talk about all the things you think make it special Mm -hmm. because you called it out. But for me with Half-Life Alex, right? Again, gorgeous game, plays great VR, incredibly natural to move and do the things. The thing that held me back to go, oh, but it is just a VR game was enemy AI. Like they moved slower. They didn't engage the way you'd expect someone in a modern AAA game to engage does horizon not suffer from that? Like, cause I, I also feel like you'd be car sick if you're moving as fast as you did in the game as a, that's what it's, I want it's, to it's, do. it's really interesting because it's hard to tell whether it suffers from it because the enemies we're fighting are machines. So the enemies are fighting on machines. 
you know, the, you, the enemies you are fighting are the machines, right? It's like those those robot animals. So immediately you don't have a one-to-one kind of like, this looks uncanny valley because that's a human or a humanoid sure, not sure, behaving sure, sure. as a humanoid would. They behave... So I, I, I it's a limited demo. It was like maybe 15 minutes, but I, oh, wow. I could... It, it's hard to say exactly how long it was because I ex- I could have extended it by like I spent a lot of time just looking at stuff, being like, oh, this is nice, and like looking at environments. I I think it was like total start to finish is like maybe fifteen minutes. I was in there for like a good half hour, like just looking at stuff and pissing about and that kind of stuff. I had maybe two fights in the actual demo itself, and then I went uh, into a separate kind of like uh, menu that uh, like a tile they had on the system, and they were like, this is a big boss fight. And it was one of the bigger, bigger enemies. Um, I wish I was better at remembering the names of these things. Like the Trevor um, Task? Like the elephant-looking one, maybe? Uh, no, it's the electric one. Uh, oh, was it a bird? No, so I did see the bird. Um, but uh, I, I thought, I thought like a, it looked like a, a, a thresh or something or another. It was like one of the big lads. I've written it down and I literally, I've got such a bad memory that I've forgotten it. But like the the standard recon style enemies are the ones that you're mainly for, and you know the ones that have the iconic like the the uh, colored lens on the front, and then the when they see you, they yeah they get, no scrounge um, no no scrapper no. or or like. <laughs> Um, well, I like promise you, like we went through so much animal. work to make the these things iconic, the and they, they all look like monsters. The watcher. Yes, the little, watcher. little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw the grazers. I saw those. Uh, I saw a tall neck. I'm just saying yeah. it out, nice, out yeah. now. Out now, just so we can uh, talk about it. Um, Did and you climb then, it? Uh, no, I couldn't climb yeah. it. I couldn't climb it. Uh, Did you run into its legs and die and see what? So else? yeah, it's, um, no, I wish I could have. So like, oh, the longest story, long story short, is like it was hard to tell whether there. Were, it, I didn't feel like it was behaving in a way that was like trying to, you know, give me opportunities to shoot it and that kind of stuff. It just behaved how it behaved in the game. Obviously, it's still aggressive, but the aggression is a little bit different because you can't like roll and out the way and then you're not sprinting yeah, away. Yeah. And there's. I have to know then. Was it scary? So I wouldn't describe it as scary. It was so when I'm fighting the. How the much smaller... of a punk bitch can I be if I'm approaching this game? Oh, so like the smaller enemies, it wasn't scary. It's tense because mm-hmm. those things are aggressive, right? And they 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 want to get on you, and they do try and do that. And the reason it's tense is because, um, so in normal movement, like in Horizon, uh, uh, Call of the Mountain, the way you move is you hold the two face buttons. And then you move your arms up and down. So it's as if you're simulating walking, which ha- it's in some other games. I haven't used it that much, but I thought it was really, really good. It felt good. I generally am motion sick. and and um, But when I did that for the 30 minutes I was playing it, no motion sickness. Because obviously, like, it's a good middle ground between direct movement, which makes me feel, like, really woozy, and um, the teleport movement, which breaks my immersion. So this is a good way of doing it. And when you're doing that, you can move pretty much anywhere. Like, you turn your head, you move, and you just go in that direction. When you get into a combat encounter, you're basically, there's rails around where you can move. There's a predetermined path. So you can't, and obviously it needs to be that way so that you can maintain some semblance of control. Instead of having a roll, what you have to do is basically hold the two buttons, flick your arms left or right, and then let go at the end. And that is like a push away in that direction and you dodge. You're kind of like dodging. So like you chain the movements together and it basically allows you to circle strafe around an enemy. Um, And obviously if it's like one of the tailed beasts and it swings its tail at you, you can duck down to dodge it and that kind of stuff. 
So everything behaved in a way that I felt like didn't break my immersion. And because I'm moving at the same time as pulling out my bow and arrow and shooting it, like physically drawing the arrow and manually aiming and eyeballing it and shooting it, um, it felt tense because it was like, oh shit, I need to dodge this right now. Like the bigger enemy, um, who I'm forgetting the name of, for example, had three attacks. It was the yes, I think it's that was it. Um, it has the it has like this ball of lightning. It's got like a machine gun style thing, and it's got a tail whip. So it's doing all that, and I'm like dodging that stuff, but at the same time, I'm maneuvering myself to keep an eye on its like its weak points, the glowing orange weak points, and trying my best to shoot those while getting in and around it. So in Horizon's implementation of it, it was it didn't feel like a a VR AI experience, if you know what I mean. The other game I played was um, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter oh, 2, whatever it's called. I did um, a behind closed doors demo for them not too long ago, and that game looks yeah. awesome. It looks awesome. Obviously, zombies. So yeah. they're not behaving in a way that's like realistic. And when they start doing weird shit, you're like, of course, this is a zombie. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so like, sense. He's a zombie. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. And, and like that. So, like, yeah, so it didn't feel that element of it didn't feel like noticeably worse or anything like that. Um, okay. So, yeah. It, and, and movement felt good there too. Like, that the movement the felt thing. really good. Like, um, if I did you ever play the chapter one for Saints and Sinners? No, no, no. I was always I, I impressed don't. because that, I think um, you want to talk about a VR game that doesn't get enough flowers or talked about enough. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which turned out to be chapter one for them, mm. was the one that felt the most like, all right, cool. This is a first person open world RPG. Like you're going through and you have the backpack yes. and you're crafting, you're doing the things. And like, this one looks like they're taking that even further with like, I, I can go dig out my notes. I didn't think, I didn't know we're talking about it. I wanted you to surprise me of like, it is more like, Here's a side quest you could go do if you want to. Yes. You can go do this thing. That's exactly what this is, yeah. So, like, um, the way I see it is there's two ends of my my experience that I got a good handle of was the visual side, which we can talk more about. Um, the best example of that, the, the whole, like, the hardware changes in terms of visual perspective was Horizon. On the other side, the controller, I would say, probably is um, Walking Dead. Like the sense controller, I got like a really good handle of by playing that game. And also okay. I let one of the developers play it and show off like how how deep you can go. And watching someone play that game with those controllers was wild. Like this person is doing things like um, he'd pull out a gun in one hand and like hold a zombie's head with the other and then bring the gun to the zombie's forehead and shoot it in the head to like take it out one shot and then like throw a, a melee weapon from one hand to the other and chuck it across the screen and it's like super high fidelity like we are we are like way 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 past what the old controllers move could do and awesome. we're in like awesome. it's contemporary now it's like and it's got the controllers are they have some of the bells and whistles from the dual sense where it's got haptic feedback it's got the finger finger kind of like um tracking stuff so sure. you can do finger guns plenty of times which is what i was doing in a lot of games like just just check the fidelity um and yeah it, it felt it, good did it feel i mean does it feel like quest or whatever it felt good yeah it felt good i mean some games did or, it, I'm sorry, index, index 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 no, i i wouldn't i haven't got much experience with index so i can't okay. speak to that it felt i'm i'm like the main bar i'm comparing it to is quest 2 and and uh playstation vr1 because i feel like playstation vr1 is what people who are interested in playstation vr2 are going to be interested in sure. and quest 2 is probably the one they're most likely to have ha have or experience like i don't own an index and i don't own a vive but i own a quest 2 and it's close to that and it's kind of a game by game basis as well like horizon like i could individually move my fingers and it would like yeah 
pick it up on it way better. Whereas Resident Evil 8 Village, Resident Evil Village wasn't as good as that. So I played Resident Evil Village and it wasn't like tracking every little finger movement. It wasn't like animating the finger opening and closing. It was like snapping at times, like gotcha, open, close, gotcha. open, close like that. We just keep getting his hand cut off in that game. So yeah, spoilers. he won't have but that. Like, he won't have those fingers very long. Yeah. So like the main thing that I like, I kind of want to stress is um, my cat just somehow opened the door on her own. Jeez. Does she have um, any questions about VR too? Or? I don't think she cares one bit. So the main thing I want to stress is like the um, a lot of the mileage that we're getting out of the new mileage, the new like things that's exciting about PlayStation VR 2 comes from one is powered by a way more powerful piece of hardware than we had when PlayStation VR 1 came out. Like by the time VR 1 came out, the PS4 was also kind of like hobbling along in a lot of ways. And, you know, people were just doing basic shit with it. The PlayStation 5, by comparison, one is considerably more powerful. Two isn't still like early in its life cycle. Two, um, the actual hardware itself, the visual display stuff is very, very impressive. Like it's a massive step up from the previous stuff. It's got, you know, it's got uh, a, a OLED screen. That alone yeah. is enough to be a major deal. And then it's got like, um, it's 4K, it can do 4K HDR, HDR right? yeah. yeah, 2000 by 2040 in term, terms of like um, per eye resolution. And then it can go up to like 120 frames per second. It's got like that kind of business and like the wider uh, field of view. and that stuff on paper you list that stuff out and you're like okay some like tech pervert shit i don't really care about <laughs> but when you put it on when you put it on like i describe it in in my preview as like that stuff on paper sounds good put it on your head and it's a little bit of magic like you're like oh shit i see why this is important i see why this matters i see how an incremental step in in these kind of like display technologies implemented in this way could have massive implications for vr um that whole horizon sequence that you saw like in the trailer earlier the boat sequence I got to do, that's how it starts. So you sit in the boat. I think your character's name, I'm like 99% sure it's Reyes. Um, you're a shadow carger. You've been broken out of jail for some reason. And you're getting taken to, I think, what sounded like Dawn's Fall or something like that. But you're being broken out. The people who are with you are very like suspicious of you. And um, you just, you're just, I'm just floating on by and everything looked gorgeous. It was like, I looked over at the water. I was like, oh, this looks amazing. At one point, there was just a, an arrow in the water and I like plucked it up out of the water nice. and I looked at it and like flicked it to another in my other hand just to like test the, the thing and then threw it away. And like one of the developers after was like, I didn't know you could pick up that arrow out of the, out of the, out of the water. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bet you say that to everyone. But <laughs> then they were like, no, literally you are the first person to play this outside of Sony. So I was like, sweet. Um, but like did that. And then at one point, like the, the you see the machines grazing on the side of the river. One of them like hops over. And then before you know it, like you're focused on this one hopping over and one just like walks by near you. And then you're like, oh shit, there's one there. And then eventually you're walking and then you see like the tall neck approaching and, you're, and everyone in the boat is freaking out because they're like, oh shit, it's a tall neck, we're about to get stepped on. And they like they adjust how quickly they're rowing. And then the tall neck kind of steps over you and you get to look up at it as it steps over you. And those things look awesome in the game when you're like third I was going to ask like, what the scale is like. Because like, obviously a tall neck we know is huge, but then even it's a huge. thunder jaw is gigantic. Like, do you feel yeah, tiny? You feel, you feel that scale. You feel the scale. Like I wouldn't... Okay. I, the tall neck 
I remember it being way taller than in, in Horizon than it actually was. But that's okay. not to diminish how it looks because I was it's a medium neck. Up at it. Yes, a medium neck. I was looking it was a baby tall neck, maybe. I don't know. Um but I was like it's looking up of it and it was impressive. And then like at one point one of the Stormbird things kind of like came up from behind me and I like whipped around to look at it and it like came by and as it came by it like shook all the trees and uh, kicked up debris around me and it's all like swirling around me and it like looked awesome um and then like that is the kind of the fidelity and the main the main part of it is like a lot i feel like the core of the game is climbing so like you get the two controllers you've got the finger grip and you've got like triggers on the back adaptive trigger stuff so all you're basically doing a lot of that game the first thing you climb is a ladder you kind of move your hand over to it in a very natural way and your hand snaps onto it you hold the button down and you pull yourself up so you're basically like physically pulling and it does it in in the actual game as well and it's so intuitive it felt so satisfying that before i knew it i was like clambering up the side of mountains like shimmying along ropes and i did it so quickly that i forgot that i was in vr and the world around me can be perilous and like can feel perilous because you're in VR. So like I'm climbing around and at one point I just like looked over my shoulder and like I saw a massive drop beneath me and like my stomach started churning. And that oh, was wow. the moment where I realized I was like, you know where that fear instinct kicks in sometimes? Yeah. Like the first time you did a VR thing and you were super high and you're like, oh shit. I had basically the 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 fidelity and the sharpness of it was good enough that I had untrained the cynicism out of myself from VR, if you know wow. what I mean. Like or like I, I untrained that instinct that automatically kicks in when I play VR games now, where I'm like, yeah, hey, it's VR, I'll be fine, don't worry about it, just do it. In that moment where I was like hanging, I was like, I don't know what happens if I let go, but I just don't want to find out. Like I'm not even willing to experiment with this because like, you die I, in I PlayStation feel, VR too. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you die in real life. <laughs> but like that's how it was. Where I was like, and then that's from awesome. that point on, I could feel myself, and like even people around me were commenting how like I was being way more considered because uh, I was no longer like just like monkey bar in it. Where I was just like, okay, I don't want to know what happens if I miss one of these grips, and I don't want it to be a situation where like I accidentally like press a button too early and fall to my doom. I don't want to feel that. So like then I'm crawling around. There's bits where like you come across a campment and there's a barrel there and like there there's a, on top of the barrel is a lid with a handle. I picked the lid up and then I was walking around pretending I'm Captain America with a shield, like Beautiful. holding it and like doing this. No enemies to like ricochet stuff or anything like that, but I was just doing it. I picked up an apple and like was like looking at it. I was like, it's a juicy apple, and I like moved it in close to inspect, and then like he starts like biting chunks out of it. And they were like, Yeah, that's how you um that's how you recover yeah. health in the game. I was like, great, that makes perfect sense. So Horizon, as it stands, I believe they said it's an eight to ten hour campaign, full story, oh. like an entire arc, everything like that. You will see. I think they said you'll see some characters that you're familiar with. Um, what that game felt like was like an amalgamation of all the kinds of VR experiences that we're used to having in compartmentalized ways. Like, you know, you, you get a virtual tourism experience. You get a bow and arrow experience. You get a climbing experience. You get a, a high-octane high combat experience. All of those squished into one thing is what Horizon Call of the Mountain is. Okay. And it works pretty, per like, it works perfectly because it makes perfect sense for that game. Like, you know, the virtual tourism element of it is perfect because you're in this world that is fantastical. And, like, we all love that world because it's so weird and colorful and, you know, you can inspect certain parts of it and see interesting things around it. And then the gameplay part of it is taken care of by all the other things, like, you know, the bow and arrow part of it and the combat and, and that kind of business. And they've 
got in they've made enough refinements now to their device both the headset and the controllers and the way it feels that all of that just feels really good now all of it's elevated and it feels cohesive and it feels like a fun vr experience top to bottom so like i came away out of that that was my first demo of the day and i came out of that feeling sold i was like i'm sold on this thing Easy. question for you yeah did call the did you played half-life alex yes yes not a did lot, this, not all of it, but I had a, I had an annoying bug that kept breaking Alex for me. Did this feel better than that? Do you think this is? I mean, I know you're just coming off a preview, so I'm not uh, holding you to I, it. I, yeah, I don't. I would say it, it. I don't think it felt felt with Half Life Alex. It's very physics focused, right? That's the main thing. It's like it wants you to mess around with physics, whereas this doesn't feel like. But as a gameplay experience, it was perhaps not as polished, if you know what I mean. Okay. This okay. feels like it's trying to do more, trying to do less, but do it really, really well, if you know what I mean. So yeah, do not... it as like a triple A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bam. So like there's no part where I'm like picking up a dry eraser and writing formulas on a wall like you do at the start of, you know, Alex, which is like yeah, impressive yeah. level of fidelity. But there is like me, you know, quickly pulling out a bow and arrow and nailing a shot and it feels fucking awesome, you know. And then like I'm climbing up a mountain and I look around me and there's this like vast jungle landscape in front of me so okay. in some ways yes in some ways no okay okay yeah um what was i also gonna say so the other experience that i had was is one that barrett will no no doubt um be super excited about and i will apologize in advance i cannot remember like for the life of me than the full name of this this uh star wars game that has been oh uh, well don't sweat it i'm sure it was of course um, at the state of play yesterday we talked about yes. the star wars game on the games yeah. casting star probably give wars, you the name there thrawn is back baby the vr <laughs> game <laughs> uh, give, so me, like, yeah, give us the synopsis and then we'll pitch a name so the it. synopsis so pitch a name. so like <laughs> I, as i'm as i said before it's an they said it was an extension or a companion to galaxy's edge which is a thing that you can do in disneyland um and star wars edge of the galaxy that's the one nailed it um but like uh this was a more hand there was less gameplay to it there was some gameplay but it was impressive in the in that they so they created a cantina um it was mostly empty uh, it was entirely empty um big old bartender in there big alien man gulp shit oh i know what his name is okay <laughs> he's an alien man he's he he's tall dude he's a bartender and i think that the setup for this is you're kind of like doing odd jobs for this other person to help him out like he'll send you on do little things and you can go outside and shoot a phaser and throw some grenades and shoot some stormtroopers for a bit which was fine it just felt like a shooting game but what's interesting about it is um the whole setup is you're speaking to this bartender who over the years has been told many stories by people who come and okay. go through this cantina. And so the the setup is over the course of this game, this lad's going to tell you all these stories and then you're going to play them. So they'll be like, oh, I once met this ah, Jedi who was doing this, cool. this thing. And then you do it. Oh, I, there was this droid, uh, this R2 droid that I mentioned or whatever, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Real but quick, like, is there any mention of a small, uh, very small Tordarian? Do they talk about that at all? <laughs> I wish, man. I wish I I looked everywhere. I couldn't see the boy. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there. it's deeper in it. That Star that's Wars, a Star water. Wars story. <laughs> yeah. So that was a very limited like scope of the game. I was just walking around the cantina mainly. They had this one game, which I'm not sure if it's a canon thing in Star Wars that I got obsessed with, but it's basically like darts, but the dart is a little rocket. And when you let go of it, it just like, like it just like shoots at whatever direction you're pointing it at, and okay. you've got these like moving targets. So I spent ages like just trying to nail a bullseye on this little rocket thing, and eventually we got go to Star Wars export. Barrett Courtney, does that sound like a? Is there a Star Wars rocket dart we don't know about? 
Uh, in clone rocket dart, it, t it looks like really tiny, right? Is what you're what you're saying? Yeah, it's the, imagine a, imagine actual like darts. Yeah, but there's a little engine on the end. Oh, it's a little firework. It's a little rocket. Oh, firework. okay, okay. I yeah. thought this so was like the like moment you, you you shoot someone with. No, it's the moment you let it okay. go, it just like shoots. Like, and it's like very dumb. It's one of those mini games where you're like, this is supposed to be a mini game, but I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop playing. Uh, okay. And I, eventually, you re I realize that. Yeah, eventually I realized I didn't have to like shoot, let it go specifically at the board. I could like point it at the bartender and let it go at him, and obviously like it hit him in the side of the head, and he'd just be like, mm, "I'm not gonna react to this." But like that whole thing was like a, a an exercise in like creating an an environment that was like super detailed, and it was really really ni nice looking, and it had a good like cantina ambience to it. And I feel like the the Star Wars fans out there are gonna probably get a big kick out of that. Um, so that was the other game that I experienced. Did the stories have... feel like they're going to be fleshed out and like? So I I didn't play anything other than okay. that cantina bit. The but they okay. said they want all of these to be like meaningful and like okay. you know no no game developer is going to be like no nah, these stories are going to be shit. But like they you know they they want to make it they want you to be able to realize your Star Wars fantasies in this game through various means. And, and they're like, yeah, we get it. You know, we've looked at all these other, you know, Darth Vader games that are out there currently. And we're trying to, you know, we know we're ILM X lab or whatever, and we're going to try and make this the best one of the bunch, which is like, great. Okay, cool. For Star Wars fans. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like another example of having a, an immersive experience in that world where I, there was nothing in there that made me think, oh, this is a VRS VR game. Um, because it all looked like a, a nice, well-built, super high-res, like, sharp, um, detailed VR game, um, which is what I honestly didn't expect from any of these VR games. I expected them to look nice, but I didn't expect, like, a density of detail and, like, have this, this kind of, like... I know that people are going to listen to this and maybe go back and then call me on it, but, like, it feels on par with console experiences that i'm having like you know and and Hell yeah. again again that is partly a trick of the brain where it's like you know you're remembering things differently because it feels more impactful because you're in vr and you're like that kind of stuff but there were times where i'd put on a vr game and be like this is very very different from a console game like very like i can see how it'd be like the equivalent of when you'd play a mobile port of a console game like that's how it was. It doesn't feel like that here. It feels like I'm the line is blurred between console game and VR, PlayStation VR two game of that same thing. You know. Again, like to go back to it, like again, I haven't played it like you have. I'm not mm -hmm. amazing in one of the chosen few. Uh, mm -hmm. But when I got to watch the Saints and Sinners chapter two thing, right, like I I found my notes and digging through them, right, like it reads like if you just saw these notes and didn't know the VR thing you would think it was uh, Dying Light too, right? Because it is talking about like, it looks like a full-fledged RPG in VR is what I wrote, but it's talking about, all right, there's a night mode now where it's harder. You can use the UV light. Yeah. You get rewarded with extra resources right as you go. You can you know unlock the laser sight to put on your gun, later on your bow, do stuff like that. There's a chainsaw that's a new weapon, but again, different paths to complete missions. Yeah. I have here, like there's one where you can use levers or you can take out the speakers and you can you, you're trying to find stuff using the spatial audio and go around and figure out where it is let alone the fact like i was talking about right you're choosing what you want to prioritize and where you want to go and again yeah. that there are these side missions and there are all these different things to do like that sounds and reads these notes like a regular game not just yeah. a vr game that is that's very similar to what i had and uh, based on what you mentioned the thing i want to point out is like mileage definitely varies and in sure. classic classic fashion the stuff that was made by a first party studio you know uh, sure. horizon gorilla and and fire sprite fire sprite being a playstation acquired studio it 
it's night and day compared to everyone else. Like it's they clearly like they are firing on cylinders that other people are still figuring out how to get access to. Um, even something like Resident Evil Village, which I played through a decent chunk of Lady Lady uh, the Dimitrescu Castle. Yes, I did see Lady Dimitrescu. Did she in... step on you? I tried, and I do how not many, recommend you do that. How because... many of she is the tall neck? You know, for comparison, oh, if you yeah. put them oh, next to each other, I would say three tall necks is one. Uh, three Dimitrescu's is one tall neck. Damn, all, all right, right. Cool. I think, which I think Lady Dimitrescu is nine foot. So you can do the math there. Um, I certainly won't, won't because I'm terrible at math. I can't even sure, add, do nine hands three. Um, but yeah, so Resident Evil was like it, Resident Evil Village felt like. Uh, the product of a VR experience that people at Capcom went, oh, people like this, do another one. Um, and they were just like, all right, we'll just do another one of these. And it felt like that. There was nothing about it that was like particularly unique, if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. But it still looked really nice and felt mostly good. It was using the the smooth moving moving uh, kind of uh, method and something about it made started to make me feel a bit nauseous. Okay. Um, but they had like, the standard Resident Evil stuff where it's like um, you can grab stuff off your body and reload, manual reload and cock your gun and that kind of stuff and zombies are coming at you and being inside Castle Dimitrescu was impressive. Like you, uh, getting to see that game from that perspective was really, really cool and I, I love Resident Evil Village quite a bit um, so I'm excited to play that game again in, in like and have that perspective. The Lady D stuff was very very fun because obviously the first it starts with her daughters appearing so you get to see those three weirdos and then one of them kind of like drags you along the ground of the castle and into the like up the stairs or is it or like around the corner and into and when she grabs you and pulls you to the ground and is like pulling you that feels weird it feels really weird like and good like, weird or like good weird in in a way like it's where unlocking like, something within you or like what do you i mean weird? like <laughs> when she when when she when she dumps you in front of lady dimitrescu and you look up i i was like yeah i get it i i understand why people want this now <laughs> and like out of, for the meme i was like i'm gonna lay on the ground and see what happens. And I was there with Jan for from the Giant meme, Bomb. For the meme, sure. Jan, I was like, Jan, take a picture of me laying down in front of Lady Dimitrescu. I laid down, and unfortunately, I fell through the floor. So I don't recommend you doing ah, that. No. <laughs> yeah. But when she is standing in front of you, she is like very intimidating. Very, very intimidating. Um, and it's like, I'm sure there's going to be some... Uh, incredibly thirsty people that will be enjoying that part of it um i also saw the merchant uh, in 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 that part of it and he looks wild as well he's a big boy he's a um, big boy he's a very very big boy but yeah like resident evil was it felt like pretty much what i expected from a resident evil vr game except now i was way more capable because of the controllers like i'm not using a Deal, deal shock, deal sense, whatever it may be. I'm not using a move controller, whatever it may be. It felt a little more natural, you know. I felt a little more bolder with my knife and like my my shots were a little cooler. I was turning the gun sideways every now and then, you know. A little more like everything just felt a little more tactile. Everything felt a little more immersive. And and like the controller feels great in your hands. It's one of those controllers that again, maybe I'm drinking the flavor aid. Um like I very quickly forgot I was holding it. You know, I was just like doing stuff. It was like it felt yeah, natural. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. you know, when you're in VR and holding a PlayStation 4 controller or a DualSense controller, it's kind of like a mismatch between almost like generations of technology where you're like up top, uh party up top and like just boring at the bottom, like that kind of thing. 
Um, but like with this, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling good about this. I, I'm playing, you know, these games very easily and natural things. If I think I can do something, chances are I can do it. I'll pick up an apple or whatever it may be and throw a knife across a room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, the game's fun. Like Horizon stand out easily. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of things about the headset that I really, really appreciate as well. Yeah, I was um, going to ask you to get into it, right? We haven't talked about how it feels, how heavy yeah. it is, what does it look. But before so, all that, what does it look that's in yeah. a sense? Before all that, let me remind you, of course, this is PS I Love You XOXO. You can write in to be part of the show. You can usually watch us record it live. You can get it ad free and you get it with the post show we do each and every week if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by me, Undies. We've all heard of gut instinct, but have you ever heard of butt instinct? It's when your butt tells you it wants new undies. Listen to your butt. Luckily, we work with MeUndies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. You know that I have lived my life MeUndies head to toe for the majority of the last couple years. I'm just all in on MeUndies because they are absolutely the most comfortable uh, clothes I've ever put on my body. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. You can try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys out there. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. Shopify powers our very own kindoffunny.com slash store, our merch store. And we love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Shopify unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day, every 28 seconds. An entrepreneur like you makes the first sale on Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Tam, I'm sorry, back to it. Talk to me about actually what the headset feels like and looks like and smells like. Yeah, so... Um, How sweaty did you get inside the thing also? That's a great question. So, you got a lot of hair. I did not get sweaty at all. That's because wow. they built a, they built a vent into it that circulates air in front of the lenses so there's little to no fogging i didn't I see it. any fogging which do you is feel that like do you do you feel no, that no, they're no, doing no, that no. prevention you, no, okay no, no, you <laughs> they're you sucking the moisture out of your eyes too You're like, ah! so, like honestly like you joke but like when i play my quest 2 and like take off the thing like sure mm-hmm. it's like decompressing like Yes. Like it all comes out. Yeah, Whereas right this, like I and like it's I'm sweating and you can see like it every now and then when if I'm doing something like, you know, supernatural VR or Beat Saber on there, like sweat will go onto the lens and you have to like take it off and like wipe yeah, it or whatever it may be. Don't use any VR out. headsets after me, okay? This is all I'm saying. Um whereas this one, like I played through admittedly I wasn't doing anything nearly as aggressive and like as as uh kinetic as that stuff, but 
no no sweat no fogging at most we had like a little bit of smudging on there but i'm pretty sure that's because someone accidentally like handled handled it but like gotcha. no issues with that so the actual headset itself like you look at it and it it looks slick okay it looks awesome like it's but it's also very quite close to the design of the playstation vr1 if you know what i mean like sure. aesthetically it's the, the white and black the playstation vr one's a little more boxy Whereas this has the kind of like weirdly rounded tapered edges of the of the PlayStation 5, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it does look a little more slicker. Um, so when you see it, also one one cord to connect it. So they had a bundle of wires and they were like, this is just because it's a dev kit. Trust us. It's one, one connection straight into the front of the PlayStation 5. Um, and when I was wearing it, it was just one cable, which is great. Okay. Um, I didn't find it to be cumbersome or heavy at any point um i feel like i could have worn it for probably like an hour or so no problem um if there wasn't gaps in between my demos i probably would have easily just carried on when they were like demos over it was not like i was like oh my neck or anything like that it was fine it felt very <laughs> lightweight yeah it felt very lightweight and it felt really like well distributed and i think that's because like they've really like honed in on how you can tighten it so you've got the standard like scope style thing where you can move it forward and back and then you put it in place and then they've got a new like dial in the back. I, I think it used to be like a little dial that was inside that like, you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like. Yeah. So you've got another one of those that you could do that. And it like it crank, feels yeah. like it yeah, tightens in really nice. Um, okay. So like I think the weight distribution is really good on it. So I never felt like I was like under any strain at any point. Um Obviously, like your mileage varies depending on everything ranging from head size to like body size to various other factors, um, physical factors and, and other things as well. But I personally um, didn't have any really like t uh, issues with the way it uh, felt on me. Um, like I said, it looked really nice. Uh, the things that I really appreciate about it, obviously the new screen, um, they have this new thing which is called a Fresnel lens, I believe. Um, and there's an, now a lens adjustment dial. So you can change how far the lenses are spaced out. You had um, that in the last one too. Oh, can you do that? Yeah, okay, cool. I didn't realize. I can't, I can't the, remember you can that. Yeah, so you can move that. That's that's like really, really cool um, that I like. Because um, I always struggled with when I was wearing glasses, it would cause mm -hmm. problems. Um, sure. Uh, especially on like a lot of other headsets, like the Quest 2 or like other ones like that. Some people have... Um, uh, the need to move it aside move it a bit further apart or closer together to optimize how it looks so that was good i think my f my favorite uh new addition is there's a button on the bottom which when you press it uses the onboard cameras to just pipe you a feed of your surroundings nice the um, pass through right like yeah the pass quest. through yeah. but it's not it's it's much better than the quest really like with the quest you like you get this like weird i'm in a gray matrix like I, yeah, I, yeah. You, it's still hard to tell what's going on around it you kind of have to like rely on your knowledge of the room you're in to kind of do a lot of it whereas where you press this it's just a black and white video feed of everything so i had i pressed it and i could like turn to jan who was with me and he would hand me controllers and it's not like i would be like trying to sense where he was or fumbling i just like looked at the controllers took them out of his hands and it's fine and what i like about it is like it's very quick touch it and like in and yeah. out um with the quest 2 you got like 
button around menus and or if you, it's just easier to take the thing off and look around at what's going on and when you put it back on hopefully it's not like where the hell are you i don't know where the floor is anymore please yeah. tell me everything again with this it was in out easy um so i really like that the eye tracking is pretty clutch like they do so a talk to me thing. about that eye tracking they made a big thing about obviously inside yeah. watching your eyes they talk about like certain games are going to reload weapons or switch weapons that way that's what they were talking about with firewall sorry which got announced yeah uh what did you use it for what did it do so eye tracking uh other than setting it up nothing however okay. i didn't actively use it for any like gameplay elements however the the device is and the playstation 5 is always using it for something called foveated rendering okay which is um what effectively does is it wherever your eyes are looking it renders that at the highest possible resolution and degrades the resolution everything in the periphery so okay. that you know, the PlayStation uh, and the hardware isn't like struggling to make everything look awesome. So as you move around your eyes, like it's tracking your eyes and dynamically just shifting um, the way things look to make sure wherever your eyes are focused, that looks awesome. And wherever else you're not focused, it doesn't really matter. Um, and we'll keep that at low res. It's kind of like the equivalent, VR equivalent of, remember how games they'll tell you, the moment you leave an area, we dump that out of the RAM. Right. And like when you go back, it, it loads that stuff back in. It's the equivalent of that from a resolution standpoint. So that's why these games, that's why Horizon specifically could look as good as it did. Um, and that's the thing that I'm most excited about seeing how developers mess with. Because, you know, as time goes by, people are going to get better and better at making games look cooler and nicer and do things, interesting things. But like, the starting point is already very, very impressive. That starting point being Call of the Mountain, super, super awesome looking. Like sure. I was, I was genuinely. I describe it in my preview as I had a Jurassic Welcome to Jurassic Park moment in in playing while playing at the start of that, where like you're just on that boat, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. It's like one of those moments, and I think that is for me the biggest takeaway from this this whole experience of PlayStation VR two. Like I said at the top. For a long time, VR became ordinary to me. After playing PlayStation VR 2, it's no longer ordinary again. It's, that little bit of magic is back again. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm interested in it again because I want to see. And obviously, the difference here is like the benefit that PlayStation VR has is it leverages the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation ecosystem as well. Like, I am excited now to see what. I I really 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 hope there's a Death Stranding VR in production somewhere because that would be so that? cool. Yeah, I would love to do that. That would be so interesting, and I can't wait to see what these studios do. And obviously, Sony acquiring Fire Sprite and making moves and doubling down on VR in a lot of ways bodes well. Um, but like, in terms of, it's, I'm interested to see what the pricing of it would be. But if it's like reasonable and affordable, I think it's going to be a pretty big shot in the arm for VR, especially when it comes to console level VR, which I don't know, like there's no one else doing it. Like your options are either you have a okay VR experience, a convenient VR experience with a Quest 2. You spend a lot of money on getting a, a one of the better headsets and a PC that can use it, or you get the console one which is like the middle ground between them, where it's convenient, it's not too expensive, you've got the hardware you probably need, need you know, obviously, provided you're able to get a PS5, sure. and you'll get a top-tier VR experience out of it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, Tam, 
I want to thank you for coming on and talking about this at length, but I also need to apologize for you. Mm-hmm. I was like so confident in the lens thing for PlayStation VR, and then I was like, wait, am I thinking of the Quest? I was thinking of the Quest. I did quickly. Okay, Google, cool, yeah. You can't move the spaces of the lenses. I apologize, everyone. Of course, you move forward, it's backwards, but not. Yeah, forwards and, and backwards, not, not left and left and right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I apologize, everybody. Uh, Tam, thank you so much for coming in to talk about all this today. Of course. Any other questions? About PlayStation VR 2? I'm uh, tapping. Yeah. Uh, Janet, I have, got? I got two. They're short. Okay. One is. Like, I feel like for me as like a VR user who very much is like in the, I guess, more casual sector in the sense that I'm not doing like the intense PC, most like highest fidelity thing. Mm. I started with VR, PSVR one. I have a Quest one. And for a while there, I felt like I was all in on the Quest one versus PSVR because of the convenience of not needing the wires, not needing the cables, not needing anything. Do you think now when PSVR 2 comes out, if a game drops on both platforms, should I be picking it up on PSVR 2? Is the experience mm. that good that yeah. I, I might now main that mm. as my headset? So I think that I thought about this and I think it it depends on what you want out of it. So I I think that the where I came to was I'm going to get this thing and then I think I'll have two kinds of experiences. The lifestyle VR experience where it's like I use... Um, uh, my I'll use my Quest Two for Beat Saber and um, Supernatural or the kind of like tech demo-y stuff like Resident Evil or you know that kind of stuff. Resident Evil's maybe will come out there. Hopefully, won't uh, at some point. Resident Evil Four VR, but like that kind of stuff. Whereas if I'm settling in for like a I want a cinematic, engrossing, you know, gaming ass gaming experience, I think I'll do that on the PlayStation VR. Um, it, it will be interesting to see like. I don't know how it's going to, the kind of like sh- the discrepancy between these kind of VR experiences are going to translate. Like Oculus Quest 2 is by far the most successful um, uh, VR device, right? Like, And naturally that's going to mean that a lot of developers will be developing for that. Are they going to put in the extra effort to like push way further to get it so that it's using making the most of PlayStation VR two, or they are going, or are they going to do just enough to you know make sure that it looks a bit better there and Sony are happy and the people who buy it are happy? Because if it's that case, I don't know how long I'll stick with it being like uh, waiting. Uh, how long I'll stick with PlayStation VR two being the place where I have like the cinema experiences. If it's not that different, convenience will probably win out in that regard. But. I think the thing that's gonna definitely gonna happen is like Sony is gonna put their first party studios or put a few first party studios on them and say like do some cool shit with this. Well, and that'll be awesome. You figure that's why they've been buying different people, right, to get it mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. obviously about Fire Sprite, but I definitely think you know, uh, Concrete Genie, right? We talk about them all the time. We talk about Pixel Opus and how amazing they are and how cool their VR mode was in Concrete yeah. Genie. I hope their next game is that and. What about Media Molecule? Like, obviously, Dreams yeah. is an ongoing project, but unleashing them on something special would be something special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think, I think, I think those two, a Quest and a PlayStation VR two, can live alongside each other. For sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and then I just want to know: Do you think? Obviously, it's so specific to like each person. Everyone plays differently, comes to games for different reasons. But do you think this is going to draw in people that are new to VR in general? Like, if they didn't hit up PSVR one, or do you think it's like, hey, it's just for another thing for the VR fans? Like, where do you see this landing when it all shakes out? Yeah, I think the the thing that will draw people towards PlayStation VR two is owning a PlayStation five more than anything mm-hmm. else. Like, I mm-hmm. think that. The fact that, and, and like, that's why I say, like, uh, it, it, it benefits Sony to be like the only game 
in the market for for vr on consoles right like it's sure it's easy to know it's way more inviting to be like oh i can just buy this thing plug it into my other thing and i'm good um i think that will be certainly be an uh, inviting thing to for a lot of people especially since like the games on there look awesome if they look as good as 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 you know a call of the mountain will um hopefully then i feel like there's going to be a fair few people who give it a shot um I, I don't know. It depends on the price point as well. You know, like if it's if it's like five hundred dollars, then maybe not. I don't know what the sweet spot is. I don't know if we're. I've not checked recently, but like I don't know if OLED technology is in a place where it's like affordable now, so they can get away with like a three hundred dollar VR headset. Um, but I think if they hit the sweet spot between pricing and and kind of like availability of it, it could do a pretty. I think a lot of people would come to it and and maybe even convert a few people um the thing that i find tricky is about it and it always like it's always kind of like a double-edged sword is like the most exciting part of vr is when it's like unrestrained and that's the that's the beauty of quest 2 where it's like i can download beat saber and then mod it so i'm now uh, swinging my arms to my favorite anime opening song um whereas and the open ecosystem of vr is one of the major strengths of it like people do wild stuff with quest 2 and the others whereas obviously playstation vr is going to be existing in a closed ecosystem so i think a lot of excitement also comes from knowing that i buy this vr device but i could use it for so many different things i'm not like beholden to sticking in this ecosystem and and like playing it so i think that's i would love to see them figure out some sort of like middle ground for that where it's like almost like create a dreams or like, you know, marketplace where it's like, hey, people are making shit and putting weird stuff here and you can just do it. And maybe dreams is the place to do that. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, that's that, that that will be an interesting part of it. Like that's one of the kind of future runway potentials that I see them hopefully trying to go for. All right. Tim, thank you for your PlayStation VR 2 knowledge. Do you want to hang out real quick and end the show with us? Sure. That. Cool. We're going to end on some PlayStation picks. Of course, this is where we run you through what's coming out this week on PlayStation to keep your eyes peeled for. Uh, the drop this week includes Toem DLC, Janet. Holy fucking shit. I didn't see this one coming. Uh, something we made is celebrating the first anniversary of their BAFTA-winning game Toem with a brand new region to explore. Take a, vac a vacation to Basto, Toem's biggest region yet. It is filled with new quests, secrets, mini games, and animals to photograph. The content update will be available for free and will be unlocked upon completion of the main game by going back to Homelanda uh, and talking with your grandma. Something we made is also stoked to share that the update will come with new PlayStation trophies to collect. <laughs> We've Janet, you and I talk on the show all the time about Tom. Of course, right now it is free on PlayStation Plus. For the, It's a PlayStation Plus month. Get this game and play this stuff, everybody. Mm. Am yeah. I wrong, Janet? No, you're not wrong. Um, as much as it may pay me to say, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really cute game. I think it's very creative, um, and it genuinely has some enjoyable, thoughtful puzzles to it. Like I think at a glance, it's like, oh, cute camera photograph game. But you really have to. I think they really got the most out of that camera mechanic. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's definitely like a must play for people. And obviously on PlayStation Plus, pick it up. Great time to start because then you also have that DLC content you can just go through all the way. Tam, did you ever play Tome? I did play Tome, yeah. Um, it was a good time. It was fun. Did you, yeah. did you finish it? I didn't finish it, no. Um, I will say, because it took me, Tome was weird because I liked it, but then I just like didn't finish it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to finish this thing. It's not even that long either. But when I did finish it, I was like, this was worth finishing. I feel like 
when you finish it, you'll be like, that was that was very worthwhile. I like the ending of that game a lot. I feel like I've got it on my pile for like Christmas games. Like once I'm like chilled out and you know the work year is kind of done. There's a few sure, games. Sure, there'll be I nothing to play in into. December. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry. it'll be fine. Uh, the Division Two is also getting season ten. Price of Power it launches September. Launch September thirteenth, right? <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, there's a. I think this is the week. I saw it on releases.com, but I I didn't follow up in time. I think the thirteen remake. Remember this when they redid thirteen and it sucked, and then they came out and apologized and were like, "Hey, we're basically rebuilding the game. We're gonna put it out as a free patch." I think that hits this week according to releases.com. And then Fallout seventy six got season nine, Heart of Steel, a Dread Island tale. If that is your jam of course we ask everybody on the show what'd you pick to play on playstation this week uh, i'll start i have played redacted i'm playing something uh, for review and can't talk about it and then i want everyone to know i have looked at god of war of course you know next week september <laughs> 21st patreon.com slash kind of funny games we are we're doing the new review for god of war 2018 to get ready for god of war ragnarok i'm i'm right on the edge Baron. i'm gonna start it any day now don't worry about it i mean you got 20 hours yeah, twenty Wait, hours to play through that game. Easy. You're replaying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. But I've looked. I haven't started. Okay. Yeah. You know, I see it there. I know what I got to do. Y'all it's fine. This is what we've been training month. for. I'm gonna do it. Don't you worry about it, All Janet. Right. Did you start yet? What did you think? I have not started yet, but I'm starting oh today. And it was funny because I was looking at my calendar of like all the other stuff that I have to do where it's like, okay, now it's already towards the end of like the traditional work day. Then it's like, okay, maybe I'm kind of tired of my lay down. Then I got to get up. We got to order like a pizza. I got a little thing under right. You know, I want like the hours are starting to dwindle away, but I'm like, Isaiah, watch me start. Got a word today. I don't know how much I'm going to start. Ideally, I'd play like two to five hours. I'll, I'm going to give it at least a good 30 minutes. Up to Janet chopping right. down to the tree week. and then calling it a night. <laughs> We're gonna get to next week, and Blessing's gonna be the only one who has gotten well, at least halfway me. through the game. <laughs> I will have I'm rolled credits, it. Barrett Courtney. Look yes. at this. Look at the kind of funny schedule right now. You see Tuesday, Wednesday, insane. and Thursday. What are you talking about? I have about? giant blocks to play. I have giant blocks to play. Bold, right? bold proclamation coming from the only I've... person on this uh, uh, video call with a child to look after. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Got it. But got like, it. what I'm better excited. way to experience the game, right? You'll be like, exactly. oh, I have a boy. You're like, boy. Yeah. It's an I'm gonna do a new experience. game plus. It's gonna be great. Don't worry about it. Everything's gonna um, be yeah, I'm not worried, but I did. Sometimes you do it to yourself. That's the thing, you know. I think yeah. we talk a lot about how hard our job is, and sometimes, sometimes you make it hard on yourself, and that's what <laughs> I did, you know. Um, but it's fine. Has has everything before not prepared me for what I'm about to endure? I think it has. We I'll did, be okay. We scheduled this like two months ago at this point. Look, it's like... Okay, but there's the that thing. fine line and I don't want to play it too early. But then I didn't really like... I haven't really been using the planner for a few I... months. And then I, I start, just started using the planner again. And now I'm really starting to see like what's going on. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to do see, this. I'm fucking blessing on Instagram. I, 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 playing I, at the I, bar on his Steam Deck. I'm like... Yeah, oh, but I he was like le- buying level five gear or whatever. Like, trust me, he's not like... I don't, it's not like I, blessings far and away ahead of us on this. I just, I just can't... I just don't play games like when a new game is coming out and there's if the game before it preceding it is too similar like if i know it's going to be a very similar sure. type of game i just i just cannot do it because i always worry like what if i don't like this one because i just well, that's played why this we wanted to do it hours. in september you know give it a month yeah. give why it like a month just, and a half like, a brief. you know what what is it about reap what are you trying to Oh, I want to be reminded of all the ins and outs of the stories. And I, because yeah. I did it for Last of Us, and I really appreciate that for Last of Us going okay, last. And then, of course, See, like, I, I do that. question four years later is God of War 2018 still a 10 yeah, out of yeah, 10? Yeah. You know? I mean, like, it's it's a great game to play. I played it for a little bit when the PC one came out, and I was like, this yeah. is fun. And I'm just going to watch a story recap, and I'll be fine. 
Well, your opinion won't matter as much well, as me. Well, tune in to our episode where we somehow did finish this game. But yeah, hey, I'm, I'd be, I'm I right remember beating you. God of War in like four days for review. So I'm not too sorry. That's the thing. I, I feel like it's going to be okay. It. It's you, need be that, you need that review fear, though. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah that, that was, was the thing. I got a fucking embargo. I got a deadline and an embargo. I feel like developers and PR everywhere is listening to this. Like, you see, why would we give it to them early? They're just going to sit with it. Like, there's no point. That's not true. Let me decide that for myself. Yeah. Okay, if you please. made Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, send me the code right now. I don't want to wait. Of course, I didn't review it for IGN, but I was the producer for the spoiler cast where we had Corey Barlug come in and stuff like that, and I hadn't played it yet. And so I was like, please, can I can I get a, a, a tiny little crumb code, sir? And I had to binge it through a weekend yeah. because we were recording that Dude, spoiler cast uh, on a Monday, so... Yeah. Any PRs listening, please refer to my tweet about Elden Ring, where I talked about like literally yeah. feeling like I was about to die trying to yeah. meet mm -hmm. the embargo of like, don't do it, don't do it. But yeah, Tam, what if, so, did you pick anything to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, what am I playing? To? No, not this week. I'm I'm basically well, you can just like, lie. You can just fill in any game you played on PlayStation. Uh, I'm, I'm been playing PlayStation VR too. That's what I'm going to be playing. Yeah, right, fine. Um, Maybe I've got one in my a, apartment right now. I did have a game. It's not. I'm not. I'm cheating because I'm not playing it on PlayStation. I'm playing it on Xbox Game Pass. But you, you could have. Because I have to be honest. Because then people I are hear like, you. Oh, I'm kidding. No. What's What's it like to hold the control? I don't. I don't know. It's a different size controller that I'm holding. Okay. God forbid. Yeah. I'm I'm still working through Yakuza like a dragon. I just finished Chapter Six. I'm on Chapter Seven. Um, working through, I just went without spoilers. I went through like um, kind of one of the larger like dungeon areas, kind of a place that you unlock and then you can grind out stuff. And still really enjoying that game. It's an awesome game. It's available, I think, via one of the many PlayStation tiers. It's somewhere on PlayStation Plus Plus or about <laughs> to be, I think. Right? You can find That's it correct. somewhere in there. It's it's there. It's in there because they had like a whole Yakuza thing. So, um, also, first Yakuza game, I recommend. I like starting with this one. I'm cool with it. It's the turn based one. All of the stuff in there is good, which is kind of crazy. Like all the mini game shit, all the side shit, all of it's good. It's one of the few games where I feel like genuinely every aspect of that game is enjoyable. Like if you like that main game, you're going to want to do the side stuff, the quests, the everything. So, yeah, well, slowly making my way through that. While I play through God of War, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is, uh, at least from what I see, not on the extra tier for uh, PlayStation Plus. It's not one of them, though, isn't it? No. Uh, right is now, it, it's, it Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 are available on PlayStation Plus. Well, that's exactly the kind of thing that I should have expected because I'm often disappointed when I revert to PlayStation <laughs> Plus. But, so add that to the list. I'm sure we'll get that when it becomes very even more relevant than it currently is. So, well, it's on Game Pass, but that doesn't apply to the show. It doesn't apply to this show. And this show, of it's course, there. is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, we come together with your PlayStation podcast, hang out, have fun, and you enjoy it too. If you enjoy it, head on over to patreon.com slash games, where, of course, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the exclusive post-show we're about to record. Usually, you can watch us record the show live, but sometimes those pesky embargoes get in our way. If you want to support Kind of Funny, of course, you can use the creator code Kind of Funny when you're checking out on the Epic Game Store or when you're playing something like Rumble vs. Fortnite on that there PlayStation. You can get this show for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Also, if you missed the news, October 14th is a Friday. We are coming back together in person. That's right. Kind of Funny finally has the studio ready to go. We will be doing a marathon stream Friday, October 14th. All of Kind of Funny will be there. Tam, are you going to come over? Oh, yeah, 100%. 
Tam's coming over. Uh, we're going to be streaming, having a great time, and showing you the spare bedroom, our brand new studio. We cannot wait for that. But for now, Tam, where can people keep up with you? You can find me on gamespot.com, giantbomb.com. Um, I'm on Twitch at H and on Twitter at H. Excellent. Well, right now you're going to stick around for a post show where Neens is going to ask you a PlayStation VR 2 question. Nice. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.